What I have found is Germans love listening to my show because they say it gives them a perspective of Germany from outsiders' eyes. That was a surprise to me. Welcome to the Geopets Podcast, where we scratch your cultural curiosity itch with many different themed shows, all centered around or going through an expat lens. Especially welcome to those of you that are joining us after the International Podcast Day Expat Podcasters session. I'm so excited that you're here, and I really hope you'll check out some of our other shows, Bookish Expats, about books, virtual expats, about our online activities and how it changes when we change countries, and changing scripts where we talk about learning and using Mandarin Chinese. We're investigating life in different countries through that kind of exaggeratedly rollercoastery, wonderful existence of living in a place that keeps you on your toes. And that's what we're doing in all of these shows, just in a slightly different way. And that is definitely something that our guest today does. He has guests on his show that really show different aspects of living in Germany as an expat or immigrant. And the interviews that he does are very insightful, very natural, and very informative, to be quite honest with you. I've already learned some things about moving to Germany that are helping me in my own job search and my own relocation to there that I hope, that I hope will happen by early next year. A few quick notes before we start. A special thank you to Damon Castillo for the music. You'll hear the instrumental version of Sometime Guy from the Mess of Me album throughout the episode, and then you'll hear the full lyriced out song at the end. The Geopets podcast newsletter comes out every Tuesday. Go to stefffuccio.com to get that and also get on the mailing list to get it every week in your email inbox. If listening to podcasts makes you think about making your own, I can help you. You can get a free month of Podbean hosting service by using this promo code podbean.com forward slash virtual expats. Don't forget the S. If you're an expat, I'm also doing some beginning expat podcasting workshops online. Go to stefffuccio.com for more information. If you don't want to record your voice but need a voice, you can buy mine. <laughs> I'm doing some voiceover work at voices.com forward slash actors forward slash stefffuccio. What I'm not charging for are the promo spots in these episodes. These are offered to content creators and people who have announcements about information, content, and whatnot that is related to what we're talking about in these episodes. If you have any comments or questions while you're listening to this episode, please do feel free to reach out to me. My handle is Steph Fuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O, literally everywhere online. So let's dive in and hear from Sean himself, because that's what we're here for. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us for the Expat Podcasters show on the Geopats podcast. This is very exciting. Thanks for inviting me, Steph. So first and foremost, can you give our listeners a snapshot of your audio self? Well, I am Sean Behrens. Uh, I host a podcast called Expat Life Germany. And obviously, I hosted in Germany, specifically for expats in Germany. And I'm originally from South Africa, but I've since become a German myself. So I've been down the expat route. I'm now, I guess, what you could say, an immigrant since I've uh, pretty much settled here after 12 years. And I just loved the uh, expat scene and I still love the expat scene. And it was, uh, yeah, so I decided to start an expat podcast. 
Excellent. And your podcast is how we connected. I'm not so silently uh, looking to move to Germany. And so I'm obsessively finding other many resources and I found yours and the interviews. Oh my God. The interviews on your podcast are so good. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's it's uh, been quite a mission to source people, source guests, and I guess the beginning of these kinds of things is always a little slow and difficult to find guests. And you start with your circle of friends and just kind of hope that you that you move broader and broader. How many episodes are you at? Are you at ten already? Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. 13, so so yeah, so yeah. now you've got a nice catalog. So when you reach out to people, they'll go they'll go and listen and be like, oh yeah, I want to be a part of that. So that's. Yeah. That that's true. The first few guests, I was reaching out to them when the podcast didn't even exist. There wasn't even a website. I asked this one woman who did a TEDx talk. Yeah. I said, We're so exciting you did a TEDx talk. I'd love to have you on my show. And she's like, oh, what show? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. There's not a show yet. <laughs> Would you be on it? And she exactly. was very gracious and accepted immediately. And I even told her in the call, I said, that's that's kind of crazy that you would just say yes to to a show that doesn't exist yet. It was a great, great experience. Yeah. And that's the thing about podcasting right now is it's it's blowing up in many parts of the world, including from what I hear Germany, and we'll learn about that very soon. And so when people hear podcasts, they're like, oh, I want to be on a podcast. That's very new and hip and all that kind of stuff. So, And I think people are more open to it because uh, a lot of podcasts don't have the video aspects and a lot of people are, are mm-hmm. very comfortable with just the audio. Although quite often I get from my guests afterwards, they go, oh my God, I can't believe I sound like that. I sound like such a dork or whatever they, they say. You know, So it's still hard for them to listen to themselves afterwards. But I think it's easier than also the video. So I think people are more willing to come on podcasts. Definitely. How in touch are you with the podcasting scene in South Africa and the podcasting scene in Germany? Are you in touch with both of those worlds? I have zero idea of the podcast scene in South Africa. I just haven't listened to it. I've thought about looking for some South African podcasts at some point just to hear mm-hmm. what things are like back home. But my podcast list is so long. It, you know, my weekly listening is quite intensive. So I really need, I, I need to make time if I want to go and listen to some South African podcasts. So no, no idea about podcasts. When I left 12 years ago, podcasting still wasn't uh, really taking off it was it was around but it wasn't really taking off and uh i didn't listen to anything back then in germany i listened to some german podcasts one or two german podcasts i of course listened to the expat cast which is a podcast by another expat podcaster um nicole nicole yeah and uh, that's a great show too so that's kind of the extent of my german podcast I've heard that podcasting in germany is starting to take off but i'm not super sure of how in real life, the podcasting community is there. Have you connected? Are there any groups that you're in that meet in person or are there any yeah, conferences or anything? There are. There is, there is a big conf, uh, conference every year called Podstock. It's a German uh, conference and that is growing this year. And Pod- P-O-D-S-T-O-C-K. So like Woodstock except Podstock. Oh. And it's quite international. I know there's some international people that come out there, but it's specifically focused on German language podcasts. Mm-hmm. And that is apparently growing. And there's also, um, you know, I, I listen to, there's a um, group of people that, that call themselves Podcastnik. They're a bunch of Americans and also Germans, I think, who run a group of podcasts. For example, The Bohemian is a 
a podcast by one of the guys called Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also got the history. I can't remember exactly what it is. It's a history. I'll send you the link for the for the show notes, but it's called the history of Germany or something like that. And then they also mm-hmm. produce a German version, Americana for Eich, which is American history for Germans. So they are pretty big as well as a podcast network. And right. Travis actually came out to Podstock. I, I'm in touch with him. So I'm kind of in that. I wouldn't say I'm in the community, but I'm in touch with Travis now. Mm-hmm. And he was, Podstock was just an incredible experience and it's growing and yeah, it was good to hear. Fantastic. Listeners, I'll get that in the show notes. But why yeah. did you start your podcast? Because it sounds like there's a lot of expat podcasts coming from Germany already. Yeah, I would say there's not too many expat podcasts. The one, the ones that I know about is, for example, expat, expat cast by Nicole. And mm-hmm. I only discovered that once I, I was ready to roll with this one. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a bad researching on my part. But uh, it is podcasting is definitely becoming more and more mm-hmm. uh, popular here. You definitely notice that people are, whereas a few years ago, they didn't even know what podcasts were. People are now saying, what podcast do you recommend? And if I tell them, go and listen to my podcast, they know what I'm talking about. They don't think it's a YouTube video somewhere or something. So I definitely noticed that the concept of podcast is growing. It's becoming more known around far as why I started a podcast. I always wanted to be in radio, like right from a young kid. I just wanted to be in radio. I loved music. and I listened, you know, I listened to radio nonstop. Uh, growing up through my teenage years and then also as a young adult. So mm-hmm. I just always fantasized about being a radio DJ. And then, of course, life kind of happens in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I end up going into a very businessy uh, corporate career for, for many years. Mm-hmm. And eventually I moved to Germany and I decided I wanted to make a career change. And long story short, I recently changed to content marketing, which is I, I'm, I'm now writing blogs for a living, doing YouTube videos. And along with this newfound career change, I decided, hey, why, why don't I do what I've always wanted to do? And then I thought, well, that's the logical next step is a podcast. And combined with that, I also uh, love the expat spirit. People who travel to other countries, either long-term or short-term, I, just, I think that they've got incredible stories to tell. And it takes a very special kind of person to decide that they're going to pack up everything and move to another country. So having been in Germany for 12 years, I've starting to feel very settled and I miss that expat mindset. So I had two options. Either I move to a new country myself, which is logistically becoming more and more impossible because I've got two kids, third one on the way, or I start a podcast and talk to expats who have been here for a short while or for a longer while. And it's been incredible. Yeah. It's been a great experience. Wow. wow, wow. Okay. You said you grew up wanting to be a DJ. Did you do the college DJ thing? No. A lot of podcasters did. Okay. Did you make any, I don't, I'm not sure where you are in the technological line. Did you make any like mixtapes or do like record yourself as a kid or teenager and kind of play with the, yeah? Yeah. I used to do all kinds of things like that. I used to um, record radio shows at home on a really crappy microphone. And I used to call sports show. I hated sports as a kid, but for some <laughs> reason I wanted, you know, I just wanted to record myself talking, I guess. So I would yeah. mute the sound of the sport. We had cricket and rugby. So if there was a rugby match, I'd mute the sound of the rugby match mm-hmm. and I would call the game basically and record it for myself. No yeah. one ever heard those tapes. <laughs> so I, I was always doing those kinds of things. Hey everyone, just let me break in to mention a podcast you might be interested in. What podcast? My podcast. I'm Greg, longtime expat and creator and co-host of the Bangkok Podcast. Every week, my good friend Ed and I release a new show that explores one aspect of life in Thailand's capital. From chat-style shows about understanding Thai culture, finding a place to live and dealing with reverse culture shock, to interview shows with linguists, politicians, celebrities, and Buddhist monks, 
we help you understand Bangkok like no other show can. Check it out at bangkokpodcast.com. Hey there, it's me, Nicole Palazzo. You probably don't know me. That's kind of why I'm popping into Steph's show, actually. And I'm also an expat. And in fact, I'm also a podcaster myself. I am an American who moved to Germany about a year and a half ago, and already in the short time, it is overwhelming how many changes my life has been through. The best way I found to cope with all of this has been to connect with other expats. And for me, that took the form of a podcast. It's called The Expat Cast, and you can find it on whatever app you're listening to the virtual expats on. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Expat Cast. Every Thursday, I release a new episode with a fellow expat where we swap stories, share tips, and explore every mishap on the road to finding home abroad. Once again, that's The Expat Cast. Go ahead and give us a listen. See you over there. Choose. What are the logistics of making your podcast? Like how, not your entire workflow or anything like that, but it, yeah. but like a very big picture view of how you make it. Yeah. So the logistics are basically, it's, it's actually very easy. And I think that's the great thing about podcasting is mm-hmm. people may think that it's very difficult to get in, but to get a, to get a great sounding podcast is not that difficult. You don't need the most expensive equipment. You just need some basic knowledge. There are some key things that you need to know, but essentially I just have a microphone, a uh, audio interface, and a laptop. And that's basically what I use to do my recording. That in itself is very simple. And I think people shouldn't be bogged down by a perceived barrier of entry because actually the barrier of entry is pretty low. You don't need a lot of complicated things. And there's a lot of great resources also like you have, Steph, that help people understand the workflow and understand what goes into it. Logistically, I think the biggest problem I have is time because I have a family with two kids. I have a day job. And I have a third kid on the way. So my, my, my trick is scheduling guests takes a lot of work mm-hmm. and a lot more work than I expected because there's a lot of emails, sometimes 10, 20 emails back and forth, mm-hmm. finding out what you're going to talk about, figuring out what content the guest can bring, mm-hmm. and then going through sometimes basically walking through the, some of the topics and deciding on a date. All of that is very, very time intensive just for each specific guest. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of a one-man show, so I do it all myself. Yeah. Do you have anybody do any part, whether it be the editing or the promotions or anything like that? No, it's all me. It's all me. So it's it's pretty difficult to find the time. It's a weekly show that I'm running. Oh my and gosh. yeah, with, with yeah. all of that, I've realized, you know, finding time for, for booking the guests and then recording the interview is generally the easy part because that's an hour, right. hour and a half maximum, and then it's done. But then editing can be real nightmare sometimes, you know, sometimes <laughs> depending on guests and depending on how the story was structured or how things came out, you, you might have very little or sometimes hours of editing. I've had uh, one of my editing jobs took about three to four hours for a half hour episode, which is, oh, which yeah. is crazy. Um, that sounds normal to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've had other issues where there were problems with, I use Zencaster sometimes and there's, there's some kind of audio drift that happens and I'm trying mm-hmm. to sync the audio up as it was getting lost all the time through the call was just yeah. Possible. So that takes a lot of time. And then the promotion afterwards, posting to social media, and I always write a blog post to go with it. That's all time intensive. So I would say it's almost like a full day's work just to produce a half hour to 40 minute episode. That is my biggest logistical problem is fitting that all in with everything else. And uh, I've been, I've been throwing around the idea of maybe go, going to a two release schedule because of that. 
but I'll have to see how it goes. Where do, where do you publish? Because I know in different countries, there's different platforms. I'm uh, on Buzzsprout. So I publish to Buzzsprout. They're kind of in a smaller one, I think, but they're still in sort of the top five um, publishers. So I publish to Buzzsprout and they're great. They've been, their customer service is incredible. Oh, that's really good to know. Are there local German podcasting hosts? Yes, there are, but don't ask me what they are. <laughs> I have a friend of mine, Dominic, who's in a German history podcast in German called Das Ach, and they are hosting on a German publisher, but I never remember the name of it. Gotcha, never gotcha. Remember. You chose to do the podcast in English. Are you tempted at all at any point to do it bilingually or like no. have a... Am I... <laughs> <laughs> no. My German is very fluent. I speak uh, very, very good German. I've been here for 12 mm-hmm. years and I've, been, I've learned it actively uh, throughout that time. So I, I've got a very, very good level of German. Uh, written is not so good. It, I can write in German, but it just takes me forever to write a mail. But the thing is, uh, I express myself way better and way easily, way more easily in English. And I think it's easier for people to listen to when it's natural. I mean, not to say that you can't do a podcast in a foreign language because I, I listen to a lot of great podcasts where the sure. hosts are not speaking their far, their first language. Sure. Um, but for me, it's not really an option. I think my German is not expressive enough and not interesting enough. That's pretty critical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or realistic. I'm not sure. <laughs> Fine. It might be fun. I've often thought of it as a nice challenge someday to start a German podcast just for, you know, just for fun. Yeah. But at the moment, I don't have time for just for funds. <laughs> I hear you. you. You sound incredibly busy. <laughs> yeah. Are there any local restrictions or barriers or challenges that are specific to your location in Germany that wouldn't exist if you were podcasting somewhere else? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I may find out when some authorities contact me one day and tell me I've been <laughs> doing something wrong with my podcast, then, then I'll know. But I, I don't. I, nothing, none that I'm aware of. I, it's pretty easy to get online and put out what, whatever you want to put out. There is an indirect barrier in that your audience in Germany is limited. Because if I'm doing an English language podcast in mm-hmm. Germany, and I specifically targeted for people in Germany, mm-hmm. I only have foreigners as a target audience. What I have found, which was a bit of a surprise for me, is Germans love listening to my show because they say it gives them a perspective mm-hmm. of Germany from outsiders' eyes. So that was a surprise to me. But generally with other kinds of subjects, if you're producing a podcast in Germany, in English, I would suspect that you would have to make it some kind of, I don't know how you would draw in a German crowd if you were specifically focusing on a local crowd. You would have to have an international content. All right. Did you, when you started this, did you think you would be talking to people just interested in living in Germany or did you think it would go beyond? Did you think you would like promote to people even just coming into travel or or just interested in German, modern Germany? My original goal with this was to, to focus on the experience of people living in Germany. So mm. people who have, who have arrived in Germany and are, are currently expats. But as the show has been developing, because I'm still very early on, so I've done 13 episodes. So it's very much evolving with every episode. Sometimes I try something out and it doesn't work or I figure out something that I want to do differently. As I go along, I'm realizing I want to make it more about life in Germany and not specifically expat life. I want to make it about the Germany experience, basically, so that it would even include people who are just visiting for short periods of time or people, like you say, people Mm -hmm. who who have some kind of relationship with Germany, even though they're not here. I've just interviewed someone for an upcoming episode whose life is intertwined with Germany because his grandparents were German and they came over during the Holocaust and they started a new life in the United States. And but, but he's got a love from Germany because of his roots. 
and he learned German. He studied German at university. He, he lived in Germany for maybe three months. That's interesting to me as well. Like, and it's a bit broader than the concept I initially had in mind. I've been seriously thinking about rebranding the podcast. I don't know how difficult that would be. I need to give it some more thought, but it's become something broader than what I initially had in mind. And that happens a lot. Usually the first six months of a podcast, I've heard a lot of people talking about how the the project just kind of went off on yeah. its own and, and developed into something other than what they thought. And staying open to that is really yeah. important. Yeah. The thing is, I've, I've so, yeah. developed more of a listener base than I thought by the stage. I, I thought that I would have, uh, I mean, it's still not huge numbers. Right. It's not massive, but it's bigger than I thought it was going to be at this stage. And I thought I would have more leeway to, if I needed to rebrand or if I needed to change the format. But as it turns out, I've got, for example, I've got a Facebook group and there's now 40 people in there, which to me is a lot. I know it's not, but it's, it's a big part, you know, to to entice people to come into a, into a Facebook group and it's growing. There's people requesting to enter every day, which is very exciting. And as I say, I get good enough downloads (laughs) per episode. So it doesn't allow me the flexibility that I thought I would have but I'm still going to, if I need to do it, I will, I'm still early enough in the process to be able to. Rebranding's not okay. that bad. It's just a matter of keeping the listeners in the loop the yeah. entire time things yeah. are happening and making sure that if you, like, even if you switch platforms, as long as you keep the old one long enough that right. when people come right. over or if you just change the name, whatever you do, just kind of talking them through okay. the changes as they go, people don't okay. mind. Podcast listeners are, they're very loyal as long as they know yeah. what's happening. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of doing it a, a, sort of on the same RSS feed as well. So it would just pop up yeah. with a new, oh. potentially with a new name in their, in their RSS feed. Yeah. So it should that's, be. that's not a big deal. I doubt you would lose many, if anybody. Yeah. And even if yeah, I do, it, I, I'm, I'm willing to take a hit in the listeners so that I can kind of get going in the right direction. Well, and that's the thing to make it something that people want to listen to. You have to be interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So, okay. Final question. Knowing that I'm going to be interviewing expat podcasters globally from different countries, what kinds of things would you be interested in knowing about expats from various countries who are in various countries and their podcasting life? What kind of things would you like me to ask future guests? That was a long question. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write I will it clearly change the question later. But yeah. I would think for me, it would be interesting how they source guests for one. I would also be interested to know how they market to their potential audience because you're kind of dealing with a subset of people living in a country. And yeah, how do you reach those people? specifically. Yay. Okay. So remind our listeners where they can find you. But it's called Expat Life Germany. I have a website, expatlifegermany.de and Expat Life Germany on Instagram and on Twitter, it's expatlifede. So I'm all over Yay. the place. And all, on all the podcast platforms, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Expat Podcaster Show on the Geopaths Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me as the guinea pig. This has been thank fun. You. It's so much fun to talk to you. I hear you all the time on your shows. And uh, it's thank kind you. of I'm a little bit starstruck talking to you here. <laughs> Oh my God, that's, the whole time I'm like, oh my good, goodness, that's Steph. Okay. <laughs> that, that is so eternally trippy to me. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this Geopets podcast episode. We will have more expat podcasters episodes coming your way soon. We also have different theme shows, as I mentioned earlier, such as bookish expats, virtual expats, and changing scripts. I really appreciate you being here and listening to this. The Geopets podcast exists because you put your earbuds in and press play. You can find the Geopets podcast anywhere podcasts are available, also at geopets.podbean.com. 
You can uh, communicate to me any feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, and whatnot at Steph Fuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. That is my handle everywhere online. It's also my Gmail address. I would also like to request a review, not on Apple Podcasts. Podchaser is the place that looks like it's easiest for everybody to get to, to review, to comment, and all that kind of good stuff. P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R. Podchaser. Please do give us a review there if you get a moment. Thank you so much and more very, very soon. See? Did the best. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us for take three. This is going to be it. It will. Uh, um, uh, I've. Uh, um, 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 I know. I, that's. Um, uh, hmm. um, but you know. Uh, um, uh, um, I've been wasting all of my time Standing at the back of your line Trying not to lose my mind yeah. When all I'll ever be Is your sometime guy I've been waiting for my moment I've been howling at the moon I've been living with this torment Cause there's nothing else my heart can do Well, I've been wasting all of my time Standing at the back of your line Trying not to Down like the man I am. You pull the string and make me dance. Oh, I can't believe the shape you got me in. All these thoughts could drive me mad. Well, I've been wasting all of my time standing at the I
some 